I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Philippians, where today's sermon passage comes from. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, I pray that as we would meditate on your scriptures, that you would come and soothe our anxious hearts for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I have to be 100% honest with you. The current sermon series hits really, really close to home. And that's because I have suffered from anxiety uh, since my teenage years. Uh, As an adult, there was probably about a year span of time where I had regular and consistent panic attacks. So bad that on several occasions, I found myself going to the emergency room because I was sure that I was dying. As a matter of fact, I remember there were only two things that would soothe me in those moments. One, reading the Psalms or having the Psalms read to me. Let me encourage you. This is a free piece of advice. Get you a wife that will read the Psalms over you when you can't read the Psalms for yourself. I was appreciative of those moments. So reading the Psalms would help me. And for whatever reason, holding my baby daughter in my arms was soothing. And I'd hold my daughter. She was the only one with us at the time. And that would help bring me peace. I've often commented that if I didn't have Christ in my life, I would most definitely be at the pavilion or worse. So if you find yourself struggling with anxiety and panic, and I know in the days that we live in, that's a very real issue. If you find yourself struggling with anxiety and panic, I know where you're coming from. I've been there, and I get to stand here as a testimony this morning that there is hope for you. But please don't get me wrong. I haven't figured it all out. In recent days, I've suffered the sleepless nights. And have had to, on more than one occasion, pull myself back from the edge of panic and from slipping into those patterns of anxiety. My greatest help when I was in the deepest grip of anxiety, and even today when anxiety and panic want to creep back into my life, has been the thought that lies at the heart of this very passage. 
It's so special to me that if you'll notice, it's the passage that I've used probably at every single benediction that I've given here at First Press. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I say that because I know that there are always people in the congregation who need hope, who need their hearts guarded, who need the peace of God that surpasses understanding. It's the thought at the very heart of this passage that I think gives us the solution that we're looking for. And I think it might be very easy to miss because as many times as I've read this passage, I don't think I ever really noticed this little piece before this week. It's the solution to panic and anxiety and the thought is this. The Lord is at hand. That's a powerful thought. The psalmist thought so in our Old Testament passage. Listen to him describe the voice of the Lord and the actions of the Lord. It's a very powerful thought. He starts with the angels singing praises and singing of the glorious wonder of God. The angels are in awe of his strength. And he thunders over the waters. His voice is powerful and filled with majesty. As a matter of fact, when his voice comes out, it breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He describes it as flashing like fire. His voice shakes the wilderness. His voice strips the forest bare. As I read through that passage and seeing the amazing power of that, I was reminded of uh, an event that I remember happening in Russia where an asteroid, rather a, a, a meteorite, came flying through the air and landed in the wilderness of Siberia and crushed trees in a hundred miles around. That's the God that we serve. His voice is that powerful. And it's the one who accomplishes all this with his voice. He's the one that gives us strength. I don't have to draw on my own strength. I can draw on the strength of the one whose voice is that powerful. And after, after having described this powerful God that we serve, his hope is that this God of strength and power would bring us peace. I love that dichotomy, this God of strength and power. And then this idea of he's the one that brings us peace. And you know why? Because he is bigger and stronger and greater than anything we face. As we walk through today's passage, and you question whether what I'm sharing with you today is even possible. Take solace in the fact that the Lord is at hand. As we all struggle with anxiety and fear and panic, let us pray that the Lord would calm our anxious hearts because the Lord is at hand. 
Here's what I believe Paul is calling us to in the middle of this passage, in the midst of our difficult seasons. I think the very first thing that Paul is calling us to is to rejoice instead of be anxious. To have joy instead of anxiety. He starts off that passage and he repeats it. He says, rejoice. I'll even say it again just in case you didn't catch it the first time. Rejoice. And then he goes on to say, be anxious about nothing. He calls us to rejoice and not live in anxiety. If anyone could say that they didn't have a reason to rejoice, it was Paul. This is one of his prison epistles. He is in jail, locked up, in his house with nowhere to go and nothing to do. Sounds a little bit familiar. And yet, Philippians is called the epistle of joy. When I was in Bible school 30-ish years ago, and we were trying, we were given the task of remembering the themes of the different epistles One of my friends came up with this using the letters in Philippians. And I still remember it. He says, Paul hilariously is laughing in prison, praising in adverse negative circumstances. If anyone had a reason to not rejoice, it was Paul. And if anyone had a reason to be anxious it was Paul he's about to go on trial before Caesar but in the middle of all of this he doesn't let his circumstances dictate his level of joy or his level of anxiety why this is where you guys are all going to help because the Lord is at hand we're going to try that one more time He doesn't let his circumstance dictate his level of joy or his level of anxiety. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. I don't know what you're going through right now. And it can be very serious. But I hope that you draw out hope from the fact that the Lord is at hand. He is greater than your circumstances. Maybe you're facing fear because a family member or a loved one has caught COVID-19. Don't be anxious. The Lord is at hand. Maybe the solid 16 hours a day of being with your spouse has started to grate on your nerves a little bit and that relationship is a little bit tenuous Don't be anxious. The Lord is at hand. Maybe your kids are starting to get on your nerves because even though you spend every single waking hour of the day with them, they decide to incessantly talk to you about all of their experiences which you were there to see. But they just can't stop me. Don't don't be anxious. The Lord is at hand. I believe Paul is calling us to joy instead of anxiety. 
I believe Paul is calling us to reasonableness instead of panic. He says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Is it me? Or does it just feel like society has lost all reasonableness lately? If you don't believe me, take a walk with me down the toilet paper aisle at the grocery store. Stay six feet back, but let's take a walk down the toilet paper aisle. Sometimes we err on the side of panic. But God calls us to reasonableness. But sometimes we take the other extreme. And the other extreme is to err on the side of foolhardiness. But we are called to reasonableness. And that call to reasonableness is an expression of faith in the fact that the Lord is at hand. Mark chapter 4 is a great, great favorite Bible story. Jesus invites his disciples and says, let's go to the other side. And they jump in the boat. And as they're crossing over to the other side, a great storm arises. So much so that the waves are crashing into the boat. And in that moment, the disciples panic. And they look over to Jesus. And where's Jesus? Verse 38 says, But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion the disciples are panicking and their master is taking a nap and they wake him up and they say to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing the disciples are in a panic they're sure they are going to die. And in the midst of that panic, they call out to Jesus and everything changes. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. Jesus wakes up and with a word calms the wind and the waves. And immediately everything is still. I love that. Because if you've ever carried a bowl of cereal that has just a little bit too much milk, you know that with every step, that milk keeps moving, that liquid keeps moving. And even when you stop, that liquid keeps moving for just a minute. They were in the boat and Jesus spoke the word and immediately the winds and the waves were calm. There is no more of this rocking that keeps on going by nature. This is a miraculous event and it happens because the Lord God of the universe is in the boat and he's given the word. Let me encourage you by telling you the Lord is in your boat. 
we can live in reasonableness instead of panic because of that. But sometimes we're going to get it wrong. Sometimes we are going to be anxious instead of joyful. Sometimes we are going to be panicked instead of reasonable. And Paul gives us encouragement in those moments. When we do get it wrong, Paul says, take it to the Lord. He says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I feel like in our day and age, we're more likely to post it on Facebook instead of taking it to God. But when we do that, we've unloaded into a place that can do nothing for us. Let us come to God. And let us come to Him first in prayer. That idea of prayer is this idea of devotionally talking to God. It's this one-on-one conversation that comes out of relationship. And sometimes you talk about everything, and sometimes in relationships, you just talk. As a matter of fact, later on, Paul encourages people. He says, pray without ceasing. Have this ongoing, continuous conversation with God. My wife and I share that. Sometimes we're talking, and we're talking about the most mundane things. But guess what? Even in the midst of talking about the most mundane things of our day, I enjoy it because of the relationship that my wife and I have together. It's this idea of talking to God because you're in a relationship with Him. I love the Smith Wigglesworth quote. He says, I do not often... Pray for half an hour. But seldom does half an hour go without me praying. He's having this ongoing conversation with God about all the events of his day. I think sometimes we miss that. We're really good at this second half. The second half says, and supplication. This idea is of supplication is the idea of sharing with him those things that we need. It's this idea of asking of him. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. It's this idea of saying, God, in this moment, here is what I need from you. We're really good at that. And sometimes that is the entirety of our prayer life. God, here's what I need. Here's how you can work in my my life here's what my family needs my friends need but it's more than that it's this delicate and beautiful balance of asking of him but also just talking to him it's this beautiful dance that comes out of relationship and a recognition of his great love for our lives In those moments of anxiety, yes, come to him in supplication and say, God, I need your peace right now. But take some moment just to talk with him. Say, God, I know who you are and what you're like. 
You are the Prince of Peace. You are the wonderful Counselor. And I just want to come before you because I know you love me. Yes, ask Him for His peace. But come to Him in devotional prayer also. I love the words of the well-known hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. The very first verse says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer I believe God is calling us to joy instead of anxiety to reasonableness instead of panic. And he's calling us to take it all to him in prayer. Even when we get it wrong and when we pray, we know that he hears us. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. I recognize the time that we live in. I recognize that we often have trouble finding joy instead of anxiety. I recognize that sometimes it's difficult to be reasonable and so easy to go into panic. But in all of those moments, we can take it to the Lord in prayer. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. And when we do, the results speak for themselves. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. when we can live in joy, when we can live in reasonableness, when we can take it to the Lord in prayer, the peace of God, which is more amazing than any of us can imagine, which those, sometimes those around you will say, I don't understand how you can be at peace in this moment. That very peace that surpasses all understanding will calm our anxious hearts pray with me Lord thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness thank you that you call us to joy instead of anxiety and reasonableness instead of panic and thank you that you give us the tools necessary to live that life.
prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And thank you that your peace guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus.